Hello and welcome to the Rationable Podcast, your weekly deep dive into how science and critical thinking make you immune to scams, fads and hoaxes. I am your host, Abhijit. Let's dig in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rationable Podcast. And uh, I hope you're doing really well out there. I know I've been stuck in the house for the last two months or so. My hair is ridiculous right now. I've forgotten that I need to shave every once in a while. And I basically live in my shorts. The good thing is at least I am the designated shopper. So I managed to go out (laughs) every now and then and do some shopping for the household. And that gives me a little bit of respite, I guess. But either way, it's not easy. But India's pandemic situation is... I can't say it's improving, but the lockdowns are lifting, and I feel that probably this is happening happening a little bit too soon. I won't go too deep into this, but I do think that this is a new situation for not only everyone, but uh, that also includes the government, and they need to balance out the well-being of its people, which... is highly debatable as far as the Indian government's concerned. But it also depends on uh, not only the safety and the medical infrastructure and how many sick people it can handle, but it also has economic considerations. Now, every country is thinking of economic situations. And at this point of time, most countries are pretty much on a level playing field. Everyone's screwed. (laughs) I mean, equally And uh, as far as competition goes, I don't think that factors in. But yes, people have to make a living somehow. People have to buy things and be a part of a productive economy in order to feed themselves, clothe themselves, have roofs over their heads, education for their kids. So um, it is a very hard thing to balance. And I think a lot of countries might have got it right and might might be doing somewhat of the same thing, but they're all grades of, well, they're all trying things out. They're, none of them is, no plan is foolproof. No steps are absolutely guaranteed to have success, to be able to save lives as well as save businesses. And that is, I know lives are much more important than businesses. I'm just looking at it from the most objective point of view that I can. And I kind of understand where governments are trying to open things up to kind of get the economy started again, get people's livelihoods, um, you know, up and running again, so that they can provide for themselves and their families, which in India, of course, we have a vast majority of people who uh, are not going to be able to feed themselves, they're not going to be able to support their families, when there's absolutely no money coming in. So yes, the economy is opening up. What troubles me more is that as the lockdown lifts, people start believing that they're absolutely safe. And they're going around without wearing the masks properly. Like you have the mask around your chin, you have it below your nose. They're touching things, they're hanging on to things, they're leaning on things without considering 
the impact that that could have without considering that any surface could be infected, without considering that they themselves could be infected and could be pre-symptomatic and they could be spreading things around. So me, on the other hand, me and my family, fortunately, we are not considering this lockdown to be uh, going all the way through. Uh, we are... We consider ourselves still under lockdown. So we're not heading out anywhere unnecessarily. We're not traveling unnecessarily. We're not meeting people unnecessarily. We have, even at this stage, we're living our lives the way that we have been doing for the last couple of months. So nothing much has changed. One good thing is that at least, well, shopping has changed. So, you know, like, there's always a little bit of retail therapy. We are very careful about such things. Whenever something comes into the house, we spray it with a disinfectant, etc. But anyway, I, I, I know we're all kind of hanging on there. But we have to keep our hopes up. We have to be rationable. <laughs> and we have to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves the best we can. Because in this crazy world, it seems sometimes that everyone's on their own. However, one upside for India, at least, as far as I've seen in my local community and my neighborhood is that most people are wearing masks and they're wearing them, you know, as they should. They're following the protocol. I just don't know how much of that's happening in the rest of the country. And we have a lot of very vulnerable people. And I just hope that we come out of this not as badly as we might expect. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of thoughts that have been kind of swimming around in my head. And I just wanted to get it out there because I know you're listening and I know that you can relate to this. So anyway, but today we want to talk about something related and something that's been going around and something that's been bugging me for a long time. And first and foremost, I'm sorry I haven't managed to get an episode out uh, for a long period of time. Things have been surprisingly busy. And but in a way, fortunately, at least I can, I have a profession and a living to be able to earn. So I've been putting my all into that as much as I can. So unfortunately, I had to neglect Rationable for a bit, but I'm back. And hopefully, as always, I hope to be a little bit more consistent and get more episodes out to you and content that you enjoy. Um, so without any further delay and any more rants, let's go ahead with today's topic, which is the immune system. Can you boost it? But first... What is it? We're going to go into all of that today. Now, as you all know, with the arrival of the coronavirus, or which is SARS-CoV-2, every quack snake oil company and family member has started shouting about concoctions that boost your immunity to protect you from COVID-19. India's very own Ministry of Ayush has been harping about it from day one, while peddling prophylactic uses of Ayurveda, Yoga, Unani, Siddh, Homeopathy, and Naturopathy as they do to boost your immune system. Now, this begs the question, can you boost your immune system? In a way, yes, but not in the way that the promoters of alternative medicine want you to think. But there are ways to keep your immune system healthy and functioning optimally. Now, let's dig a little deeper into how the immune system works and how to keep it healthy and whether or not it can protect you from infections like COVID-19. First, let's get a quick understanding of what the immune system is and how it works. 
Now, your immune system is a complex interplay of specialized cells, tissues and proteins and enzymes that protect your body from damage from external or even internal threats. Now, I don't want to get too nerdy on this, even though I did want to be an immunologist when I was a kid, but let me explain this in brief. The immune system has two major aspects to it. The innate immune system that we are born with and the adaptive or acquired immune system that we develop as we grow. The innate immune system works with the acquired system to detect new infections and fight them. Here's how it works in a super simplified story. First, the scout. When we get infected with a disease, a type of white blood cell that is a leukocyte and a or otherwise called a phagocyte, some of which are called macrophages, which circulate throughout the body, find the infectious, uh, the infection's antigens, and use it to find the germs and then eat it. The phagocyte then sends out a signal to the rest of the body that it's found an infection, and this triggers a whole avalanche of the other parts of your immune system kicking in. Then the battle begins. A type of T lymphocyte, also known by its much cooler hip-hop name, killer T-cell, promptly goes in search of infected cells in your body to assassinate them. Then B lymphocytes or B cells, along with helper T cells, release antibodies when an infection is detected. Then we go in for the kill. These antibodies spread out across the body and cover the invading bacteria or virus and mark it for killing as soon as they find it. These antibodies, along with the memory cells of the immune system, also remember each new infection through their antigens so that if they are encountered again, they can make quick work of getting rid of it. This is a part of the acquired immune system since it keeps learning and developing as you go through life. Meanwhile, the battleground is taking a beating. While this is going on, our body is helping the immune system fight the infection. In the case of, say, the flu or COVID-19, we get a fever. This happens because the hypothalamus raises the body's temperature, which slows down the replication of the virus, gives your uh, immune system a chance to fight, and also gives you a bleeding headache because of the dilated blood vessels in your head. Runny noses are a sign of the body's draining mucus from the body to wash away dead cells and germs. The sore throat happens because the virus is probably growing rapidly there and the immune system is fighting it, so there's bound to be inflammation and discomfort. Aches and pains happen as your immune system isolates and wipes out infections in other parts of the body. All in all, it's your immune system that makes you feel so crappy when you're sick. But then, you know it's working. It's best to take a few days off, stay in bed, stay hydrated, and as well as well fed as you can be while your body fights the battle. Of course, call your doctor while you're at it. Don't do anything without his or her consultation. Now coming to boosting your immunity. Now that we know about how the immune system does what it does, how do we boost it? Is it even possible? Does that mean we will have more immune cells or that our immune system becomes extra aggressive? We don't know, 
because the term boost is too vague to really mean anything. Having an overactive immune system can also be a bad thing. Overactive or dysfunctional immune systems can sometimes attack your body's own tissues as if it's a disease. This could lead to autoimmune diseases like uh, type 1 diabetes, arthritis, multiple sclerosis and lupus, or even allergies when your body attacks otherwise safe foreign materials like peanuts, seafood, pollen, or even some types of skin lotions. One way that this can happen is through what is called the hygiene hypothesis, which was developed in the 1980s by David B. Strachan, professor of epidemiology for the British Medical Journal, a very well-respected scientific publication. It claims that the body needs to be exposed to germs and allergens to develop a strong immune system, which understands the differences between the friendly occupants of the body or food and disease-causing bacteria and viruses. If, you're, if you've watched the horribly misinformative clip from the pandemic documentary and seen the uh, two owners of the Bakersfield Acute Care Clinic, Dr. Dan Erickson and uh, Artin Masihi, claiming the exact opposite of the hygiene hypothesis, that staying inside during the lockdown weakens the immune system. Now, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but there are a couple of things wrong with what they're saying. One, our homes and family members are usually filled with massive amounts of germs and covered with them, I might add, that keep our immune systems healthy without any trouble at all. So don't freak out. This is completely normal. Everybody has stuff uh, all over them and all over the houses on pretty much every surface. And that is something that our bodies deal with all the time. It's normal. Now, if you're an absolute clean freak who sanitizes your whole home and don't let your kids play in the dirt, and I'm not talking about just during pandemics like this that we are going through where that might actually be necessary, but, you know, during regular life, then you're not going to have a weakened immune system, but rather one that starts attacking your own tissues because it has nothing else to fight. Now, this is, of course, is still a hypothesis. Uh, but there is a lot of evidence pointing towards it, which makes it quite a compelling argument. But at the same time, the way that the doctors are uh, trying to explain it, that it, you know, staying inside will weaken your immune system, there's absolutely no evidence to support what they're saying. And besides, staying inside for a couple of months is probably not going to have a very profound effect on your immune system anyway. So on the long run, when there isn't a planetary pandemic going around, it's a good idea not to get too obsessed with cleanliness and let your kids play in the dirt. It might be helpful to maintain their healthy immune system. Now, if you consider the building your immune system's ability to fight infections or accentuating or helping the acquired immune system to grow, then you can boost your immune system, quote-unquote, by using vaccines. Now, a vaccine, as I mentioned earlier, can arm the immune system to fight a specific disease without making us sick. This is probably the only way we have to reliably prepare our immune system and make it more efficient as much as the anti-vaxxers want to deny it. However, there are some ways that we can ensure that our immune system is healthy above and beyond getting vaccinated as well. 
And I'm also talking about the flu shot. Get it. I am not kidding. Nutrition is one of them. As I mentioned in another article where I was debunking some forwards, one of the most important factors of maintaining a healthy immune system is getting the right nutrition. And it's not just getting vitamin C or just getting vitamin D. It's about all the vitamins and minerals that you can get from your diet, which are in animal proteins as well as fruits and vegetables. Maintaining a healthy diet long-term will ensure that your body and its immune system have all the nutrition they need to function properly. Of course, if you are a vegetarian or vegan, just make sure you're getting a vitamin B12 or a vitamin B complex supplement as well. Sleep. Okay, so losing sleep is bad, okay? It's ironic that I'm writing this at 4 a.m., which means I really should be heading to bed soon and getting at least seven to eight hours of sleep. Now, moving on, the fact remains that losing sleep affects almost every aspect of your life. Mental acuity, energy levels, sex drive, body weight, cardiac diseases, diabetes, and many other things can be profoundly affected by sleep deprivation, and none of them in a good way. Your immune system is also one of those aspects. Getting enough sleep every night consistently is essential for a healthy body that can fight off infections. So just think about how many hours usually lead you to waking up naturally and feeling good throughout the day. For me, it's about seven and a half hours. For you, it could be six, it could be 10. Uh, most health organizations re recommend about eight to nine hours, but you need to figure that one out for yourself. There are, of course, tons of apps that track your sleep that can help you with that. The next aspect is stress. Now, stress is far more complex uh, as an aspect in our lives. It's that fight or flight response that prepares us for extreme situations. Some of us thrive on it and some of us can't function under it. But it's essential to our lives, especially with hectic jobs. So physical and mental stress can push our minds and bodies to achieve things we didn't think we could before. Short bursts of high-stress activities like studying for a test, preparing for a presentation, uh, or even training for a marathon or some other competition can help you tremendously. And science says that short bursts of stress can be good for your immune system too. However, as it is with every, every other thing, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Continuous levels of high stress can have a detrimental effect on your whole body and mind along with your immune system. So how do you handle and manage stress? Indulging in fun activities like watching movies, reading, catching up with friends on video chat, or playing with your kids, your family members, pets or friends who are at home with you, you can do all of these things. They all you know, get rid of stress. Also, you can try not to binge too much on social media because a lot of that is filled with a lot of very annoying things. Trust me, I know I have to make a living off it, but it's, um, I, I do need to kind of get out of there and just unwind every now and then. Learning a new skill or developing a new hobby can also be quite fun, productive, and uh, that also lowers stress. You could also meditate, which a lot of people find very helpful. Of course, you can also indulge in activities that require you to very, have a heavy, very high level of focus, which is not work-related or anything of this, or something like gaming 
or watching a, a very uh, engaging movie or something of that sort. But preferably, you know, give meditation a shot. Start with three to five minutes. Trust me, it helps me relax quite a bit. And yes, that is supported by science too. So, uh, oh yeah, and working out also helps. So, you know, nobody's sending WhatsApp messages telling you to work out to build your immunity, are they? Maybe, maybe you can start that trend. Exercise is one of those very important things that we can do for ourselves. If there ever was an elixir of life or a magic potion that wards away illness, fights stress, lowers symptoms of depression and other mental illnesses, getting better sleep and maintaining healthy weight, this is it. It's probably the only panacea I know. This is because exercise puts the body through a healthy amount of stress. Impacts due to running and jumping and resistance training, strengthens your bones and muscles, warding off arthritis and the symptoms of old age. The cardiovascular system gets stronger, your circulation improves to get your blood into deeper tissues, your lungs increase in capacity and function more effectively and efficiently. Almost every organ in your body can benefit from working out. And it also helps you lose weight and keep it off. As it is with everything, again, too much exertion can have a temporary negative effect on your immunity. But short-term regular exercise, like maybe 30 to 40 minutes every day, like going for a walk, doing some cardio exercises, or working out with weights, can help improve circulation and lead to a more resilient, responsive immune system. Especially when you're at home, getting regular exercise will definitely lower your stress levels and improve your sleep. I'm repeating that. I'll add a few links for the home workout regimes in the show notes. So check those out. One free, one paid, you pick. It's totally up your call. Otherwise, just do something fun for yourself. And trust me, I've been doing, uh, I've been working out uh, during the lockdown and I've tried to keep a regular workout regime as much as I can. Uh, and it's really been helping me cope with a lot of things. It, it does help me get better sleep. I do have a lot more energy uh, than I used to have before I started a regular workout regime. Um, and I just, I can do more. I can get more done. I feel better and I don't get sick as often. So that's, of course, just that's my anecdotal experience. But trust me, the science says that these things are to be expected. Now we come to the good bit or <laughs> rather the bad bit. Supplements and alternative medicines to boost your immune system. This is where it all started. Like fitness influencers, alternative medicine practitioners, the Indian government's ministry of Ayush, and your uncle's WhatsApp forwards are all screaming about boosting your immunity to save yourself from the coronavirus. This has also been happening from the very times the word snake oil was invented. Well, I don't know if it really was invented, but, you know, there's been snake oil ever since... There were snakes? <laughs> Not sure. Okay, so as I've mentioned before, no one thing can boost your immunity. Your immune system is a wildly complex interplay of cells, proteins, enzymes, and a myriad other components. Each one is maintained by several nutrients and other factors like sleep, stress, body fat content, and along with a lot of environmental factors. So no matter what people are saying to you, that you should eat or drink or breathe or inject something to boost your immunity, it's probably not going to make much of a difference, if any. 
Many of the things are also untested for effects and side effects. So we don't know what they'll do, what unintended side effects they could have on your system or how they'll interact with your medication. If there's one supplement I'd recommend, it would be vitamin D. Vitamin D has been shown to have a benefit for immune function, but it doesn't mean you will be immune from COVID-19 if you have vitamin D. Now, some cases of coronavirus patients who have been hospitalized have been noticed to have very low levels of vitamin D, but we don't know if that is caused by the disease or if the low levels of vitamin D made them more susceptible to the more serious symptoms to the disease. So this one is still something we don't know for sure. If you have any scientific studies that you know about which can have a more definitive answer, please let me know. As of now, whatever studies come out, I think are still very preliminary. So we really need to wait more time for more studies to be replicated to really understand what that means. And the, But vitamin D is the one vitamin that most people are deficient in. And especially now that we're, getting, we're staying inside, we're not getting as much sun as we usually would. So it'll be wise to make sure you get plenty of it, especially since we aren't going out as much these days. Typically, 1,000 to 4,000 IU per day should be sufficient for most people. Or you can take, uh, say, a 60,000 IU capsule once or twice a month. Now, here's the bottom line. Let's be perfectly clear about this. No one is immune to COVID-19. No magic potions, pills, or supplements can change that. Why? Because this is a virus no human has encountered before. Our immune systems don't know how to deal with it. There is no acquired immunity for it. Unless you've already had the infection, in which case your chances of getting reinfected are pretty low, especially if it's the same strain. But once we get a shot of the vaccine, our immune systems will learn how to fight it. And that will protect you from future coronavirus infections. As I said, unless it mutates, of course. Until then, physical distancing, washing your hands frequently, wearing a mask when you go out, are the things that you can do to protect yourselves from this coronavirus. People with pre-existing conditions like heart disease, diabetes, uh, lung infections or pneumonia, TB, and even people with modulated immune systems or suppressed immune systems will have very serious responses to this virus, which is one, which is another reason that I just want to remind the young people, you guys feel young, you feel invincible, you feel like, oh, nothing's going to happen because I'm just not, you know, I'm young, the chances of me having serious symptoms are minimal, but they're still there. They're not zero. And even if you barely feel it, people you pass it on to might not be so lucky. You have to consider that you are already infected when you go out. You have to make sure, you have to feel that you're infected and everybody else is infected too. Because you don't, you don't want to get it yourself. You might not have symptoms, but still be passing it on to somebody else. We just don't know, but that's how this virus propagates. Okay, round over. Coming back to immune system boosting. Now, as I said before, to give your body the best fighting chance it has, make sure you are doing all these things on a regular basis, consistently for a long period of time, because this stuff doesn't happen overnight. It takes time for your body 
to reach, to come back to a balance, to become healthy, to be in a more healthy state than it might be now. If you're fit as a fiddle and you're getting all your veggies in, fantastic. Good for you. Not all of us are that lucky or uh, for the, you know, conscientious about eating your veggies. Anyway, but yeah, so eating plenty of fruits and veggies in a well-balanced diet on the whole is a great way to have a healthy body, mind, and immune system. Get some exercise in there. Stimulate the healthy stress response. Burn some fat while you're at it. If you're overweight, that really helps you. It helps you reach your goals a little bit quicker. A healthy body, after all, means a healthy immune system. Managing your chronic stress is very important. Get enough sleep. Don't smoke, please. I quit smoking about five years ago and I'm none the wiser. I feel better than I have ever felt before. And smoking can make you more susceptible to getting infected. Also, don't go binge drinking because that does suppress your immune system quite markedly for several days, um, for at least a couple of days after you've done it. But every now and then, a drink every now and then, nothing too heavy, should be fine. Cook your food thoroughly to make sure that there's no infections in there. And most importantly, stay home and stay safe. Hopefully, with all these boxes checked, you should give your body and your immune system the best chance it has to fight off any infection, whether it's COVID-19 or anything else. Just don't believe the random hucksters, charlatans, and random social media forwards for your health advice. Only believe scientifically accurate sources and reliable organizations like the WHO and the CDC. Have you received any dubious messages about boosting your immunity from anyone? What do you think we can do to stop the Indian government from promoting such ideas? Let me know because I really want to know. We want to take steps, take measures to try and make our government a little bit more science-based when it comes to health. Either way, let me know, write in to me, uh, follow me on social media at Be Rationable or on Facebook at the Rationable Conversations group. And um, until next time, stay home, stay safe and be rationable. Thank you so much for listening to the Rationable Podcast with me, Abhijit. For the show notes, transcript, references and further reading, visit www.berationable.com. Let's continue the conversation on the Rationable Conversations group on Facebook and at Be Rationable on Twitter. If social media is not your thing, you can also write to me at abhijit at berationable.com. If you enjoyed the episode, consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with your friends and family. Until next time, be rationable.